I've ran away today. I'm in like a 1994, but February 9th, 1994, um, my brother's birthday, and he came home while we were in the middle of whatever, and we both ran away. So this is Alma Wayne Myers. You're listening to Epilepsy Hell. To epilepsy well, why not do something about it? I mean, for rizzle. For rizzle, my nizzle. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I get in moods, so you'll hear me talk funny. It's all just words, <sighs> ways to relate, to talk, to communicate, to play, ultimately to turn a bad day into a better one. I always assumed that when I ran away that my mom was pretty grateful. I mean, I called her a few days later, said, Mom, I'm not coming home. She said, that's fine. Send your brother home. Clearly, she realized that me getting the hell out of there was the best thing that I could do. But my brother's convinced that she wanted him there so that He could still be the person for Axel to beat up on, but what he was missing was it was so that he could be the person for her to beat up on, too. So, I mean, that was their game. You gang up on, get upset, and you take it out on your kids. Cops get called so much that at some point became convinced that my parents were trying to put me in jail. So... And the smartest thing I decided to do was start picking my battles. So somewhere along the way, uh, I was trying to teach Michael how to not stand there and take the punch or not. It wasn't that I wasn't trying to teach him to not stand up for himself. I was trying to teach him to pick his battles because... Man, for whatever reason, the cops were always on their side, no matter what we said. Didn't matter about the abuse or blah, 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 whatever. Um, We're talking about people that look, that are good Christian-looking people and, you know, are great at telling people what they want them to believe. And, you know, we were a little rough and tough, Um, so tended to never go our way oh man it was you know rough growing up so but it is what it is hopefully you have never had to experience this i still try to run some of the horror stories very briefly by ina so that she can like help me work through this but it's always, like, terrorizing her. She's got to go back drinking and shit. She's like, oh, God, I can't handle your stories. <sighs> yeah, they're pretty bad. So I think the one that I told her that just she had to get away from me was the... Uh, what was it? I lost my virginity at the age of 14. And my mom told me the reason that I had to be... Uh, there the reason she wouldn't get rid of her husband i asked her the question why is it i have to get my ass beat by your husband all the time which really meant why are you and your husband beating me all the time 
But the answer was because I was going to move out one day. And she didn't want to be alone. So at the 14, I was being prepared to make sure that I was moving out. Um, and so that same year, um, right before I turned 15, I shaved my head no mohawk. Um, that was like maybe a month, uh, no, it was a month or so before my birthday. And then three weeks before my birthday, my, the girlfriend I lost my virginity to broke up with me. And maybe about a month later, her and her new boyfriend were stalking me with a six inch knife, trying to sacrifice me to Lord Satan. So as you can see, um, my life was a little weird. Um, a little rough, a little awkward. I mean, he goes from like, I love you to I'm going to sacrifice you to Lord Satan. And I don't know what the hell that was all about. I honestly thought I was a pretty good guy. I just did a haircut change. And people lost their mind. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. Um, I still love Mohawks, but at this particular moment, I would much rather have my head shaved because too much hair on the top of my head starts stimulating the uh, nerves on my scalp. And they don't like it so much. So... I ran away when I was 17. Um, basically, that was the same year we had the earthquake. In 1994, January 17th, we had this earthquake. I was like three miles away from the epicenter. The apartment we lived in like basically fell apart. I was lucky a TV didn't land on my head. There was a picture frame hit my sister's friend and her head. We had um, no parental supervision. It was there. Myself, my girlfriend, my two brothers, two sisters, four of my sister's friends. And um, yeah, I was the person in charge. And as always, I was the adult because I was always the person in charge from the time I was a kid um, on up. So, you know, I was in charge, so... They got back eventually, but, you know, it was all fine. Danny, whatever. Um, but we ended up having to move, and I couldn't change school districts because we moved to Burbank. And Burbank's a different school district than most of uh, Los Angeles. So I was going to lose all my points for where the school I was going to. So I was fortunate enough that my guitarist's mom was like, I can't afford to feed you but you can sleep on the couch you know um i can't you know i had a job working at mcdonald's so i could afford to feed myself so that wasn't a problem for me i just needed somewhere to sleep because working at mcdonald's as a kid where you're trying to go to high school and finish up is not really easy to pay rent uh, i don't know if you've ever tried it um, the rent's a little more expensive in California than a lot of other places, but, uh, I mean, not everywhere. It is what it is, but, you know, I mean, um, I wasn't prepared at 17 for that with no job skills and with parents that really didn't help me learn how to, um, be prepared for the world that I was supposed to be prepared to go into. 
So, yeah, I was a really uh, great decision, I think, for myself was to decide that I finally had had enough. That was a breaking point. It was like, you know, I'm tired of years and years and years of just problems because, oh, buddy married Axel. Oh, I don't know. I was probably nine or eight, ten or something. I don't know. They, um, being Mormon, were not allowed to have premarital sex. So they knew each other for three weeks before they got engaged and they got married at two months so that they could have sex. And that lasted a horrible eight years for us children, but it was the best sex of her life. So good for her, bad for us. Um, can't say that the next one was much better because uh, it's just bad for her because apparently he had a smaller penis and was worse in bed, so she didn't at least get the the donkey ride. So, you know, my poor mom, uh, downgrading cars, uh, you know, how embarrassing, I don't know, let's beat her kids some more, yeah, it's my life, um, let's see, I must confess, I don't really talk to my mother, and clearly I don't talk to my father, um, it's my brother's birthday today, so, I don't know, probably should call, text something, but, I'm a horrible person, and I'm okay with being a horrible person. I really just don't give a fuck about anything right now because I'm having a difficult time with my own life. And, I, you know, nobody in my immediate life seems to care. But it is okay because I care. And that's all that matters is that we go through the steps to get ourselves all in place, going somewhere we want to be. You know, even if it is a strategic withdrawal because you pick and choose which battles you want to fight. Because honestly, if you're just fighting everything all the time, you're exhausted. Seriously, been fighting seizures since last night. I mean, I don't know. I went to bed trying to finish up the VA stuff and then I would talk to y'all about the stroke-like symptom stuff, and my brain's been a little twitchy, but it was, like, twitchy all night, and I woke up twitchy, and I was having trouble um, looking at the screen, and um, I wasn't able to do anything with, like, trying to reach out to the VAs. I actually took, like, three naps today. Um, so it was just one of those, it feels like, it almost wants to rain in my brain, but, like, it wasn't... It actually feels better for me when it does want to rain. It feels like, you know, you got something coming close that's building up in my brain. Like, I can see it... See the clouds in the mountain, but I can feel just some pressure in my brain. Um, we call this, in Chinese medicine, uh, wind damp... So there's herbs and stuff that are supposed to be uh, available, but I can have some mild sensitivities to stuff, so I haven't bothered to try ordering herbs to see if I'm going to have seizures from them, because honestly, kids get tired of having seizures 
guessing if this medicine is going to be okay or not, or this food is going to be okay or not, this meal is going to make me feel like crap or not. I mean, you get tired of guessing. You really, you like knowing, hey, I feel great when I eat this way. And then you continue to eat the way that makes you feel good. I mean, that's kind of the whole purpose in life, right? You got to do strategic evaluation of what you want to put in your body, um, who you want, you know, to be with, and, you know, how you want to live, how you want to survive, you know, with making money, whether you like, um, it depends on where you're at. I mean, seriously, I, I like helping people, and usually money comes along with helping people. Um, that's kind of been the way that it works but i mean i mean at least the long-term version of making a successful business and facilitating um relationships with people that you know we all are friends we're all family we all feel like we belong you know and you know we might not always agree with everybody everything all the time um, I don't know about you, but I mean, I grew up with a bunch of brothers and sisters and half-brothers and half-sisters and um, not the ones that I have now. I didn't grow up with them. I grew up with a lot of other ones. Um, the ones I have now, we didn't really grow up with together. There's five of them. So I like to tell everybody I'm the oldest of 13. Haha, crazy, right? For real. Um, for real. So... My mom has five kids, my dad has eight, and my stepfather has five. So that's like 13 right there. That's a lot. And so if we all got together, it would possibly be a lot um, quite crowded. But especially since most of the other people, um, let me see. I'm divorced, Michael's divorced, Grant's never been married, Angel's married, um, Sarai's dead, uh, she got married though, so, she, man, alright, so, yeah, I don't know, um, crazy, crazy life that I have had, it's awkward trying to put into words that aren't terrifying can you imagine like saying hey <laughs> can you put any of these words together and have like hey this has been such a great way to grow up i'm like man well i went through this and i thought this was awesome until this happened and then you know, but i learned from it i don't know what i learned so <sighs> real quick gonna go back to the whole all right so i was asked on the bus by a friend of mine her name is jahala and when we were teenagers she asked me after the two of after uh that one girl i i lost my virginity to after we broke up like if i still loved her and i was actually a little terrified by the whole fact i was being stalked and i wasn't telling anybody i was thought it was a joke because i mean it was funny but, like, how do you flip a switch and go from being in love with somebody to try to kill them? And then my dad's doing, you know, his same, like, flip a switch, wants to kill me stuff. I'm just like, whatever. 
how do you say you love somebody and then the next minute you want to destroy and kill them? I just don't understand that. <sighs> but I later came to find out that she was actually bullying Jahala and some other people as well. And the funny thing about ending that story, which I didn't run away from, was I actually picked up a giant rock. So I picked up this rock. I said, this rock is Fred. I'm going to hit, take Fred, and I'm going to take Fred and hit him in the head. Next time I see them. And so I took Fred and I drew him, drew him on him in class and I set him in the chair. And I left him at my desk and I got called into the office and searched for a deadly rock. <sighs> so I thought it was hilarious that I was being searched for a deadly rock. But you would actually have to know my background of violence for... Uh, um, a while, I was kind of, I don't think I got any fights at that school, but if you go anywhere before that, there's like fight, fight, lots of fights going on, and I didn't start them, but, you know, I was still standing, so this is what it is, oh man, so people are a trip, you know, funny thing is I've actually been at my Heck, the girls lost my virginity too. I was at her last wedding. So it was nice actually being at a good spot at the time. But that was totally before I had my stroke and other stuff. And when I was trying to re-communicate uh, about my struggles and stuff, I made a comment about not being supported by most of the women in my life. They just weren't. I, I don't know. It was about me. She got upset trying to explain how she has supported all these other people after um, whatever. Trying to this, that, and the third. And I was really trying to say, put anybody down. But the, I was just trying to express that I don't know what it's like most of the time to be um, loved by a woman that actually cares about me and can show it. I won't destroy me in the process. And the only time I ever found anybody like that, um, I was afraid I was going to destroy her, and I ran. I ran away that time. I totally ran away. That was not a strategic withdrawal. I was scared I was going to destroy her. I was scared I was going to have kids. I was scared I was going to have kids with her, and I was going to destroy them. So I've never probably ever admitted that out loud. <laughs> But that's the truth. Um, all right. I don't know. Kind of slipping weird things in there. But, you know, I mean, whatever. Running away. That's what that was about. Running away. Strategic withdrawals. You know, trying to figure out what scares you. What's the best option for you. You know. Man. All right. So... I'm going to let you go. I'm going to rest up some more. Hopefully you can rest up some more too. Take care of whatever's going on in your life. Find a, a version of the story that doesn't terrorize everybody like mine. Mine's pretty crazy. I don't know how to tell this stuff without just being like, this guy's had a crazy life. Um, It's true.
So people will say, how do you survive all this? And you say, like, everybody wants to live. That's how you survive. You just have the mindset that I want I want it to be better than before. I don't want it to be like that. And I don't want to be that person. And if you are in a position where you find yourself being that person, it just, you start recognizing where you're messing up and addressing it. Um, I hope to get my <laughs> my buddy Dustin on here one of these days so that y'all can hear uh, how we met and how he's like been able to grow up and turn his life around. He's not epileptic. He's just somebody I've known for a really long time that can tell you about me before epilepsy. And he's and he can tell you what he's seen after epilepsy. So if you guys have ever seen any of my stuff, like I, he's he's one of my buddies. He comes down occasionally, helps me out, but you know, he lives far far away with his wonderful fiance. So I don't get to see him as much as I would like to. And, you know, it has been definitely too long since I've gone on a vacation to see any of my my dear friends. So I think that would be an actual fun little event. Just, you know, it's hard for people to be aware of possibilities until they're aware of possibilities. So, I mean, what I mean by that, there's an awful lot that you don't know that you don't know. And the same thing with myself. There's an awful lot I don't know that I don't know. Um, It's the whole thing. Like, you learn a little bit about something and it opens up a lot more questions and more fields of areas that you could travel down. But these are all separate rabbit holes that could possibly be distractions from whatever purpose it is that we are trying to pursue in our lives. So often we have to evaluate what rabbit hole we want to jump down um, and what cost um, to our time, our health, our energy, our sanity, you know, do these rabbit holes take us. So... If you can't tell by now, I'm a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland um, rabbit holes. So, uh, Soraya, my sister that passed, she actually liked watching that one a lot. And that was actually a fun one for a lot of us. Um, The book is way cooler. Uh, The Disney one was definitely a trip. There's been a couple different variations of movies that have been really cool. Um... I want to say they even did like a TV miniseries thing that was a trip. Um, so <laughs> I don't remember when that was. That was a while back. Um, so, uh, like we said, you're going to take a nap. Let you take care of yourself. Whatever it is that you need to reflect on, you know some of the things that you need to move past like find a way to get past them don't get hung up on them remember it's not about you no matter how hard you want it to be the only time is about you is when you are taking care of you that's when it's about you everybody thinks it's all about themselves so um, i know that in this process 
I have to be able to express what we experience for other people to be able to understand. But I don't, you know, I don't expect to be saving anybody. I just expect to be helping people figure out that they're important enough to pay attention to themselves. I mean, if that can get you to realize just how important you are, and I don't mean on the black market and chopped up in little pieces, because, I mean, if you ever don't think you're valuable, just start looking up the black value market pieces of your organs, and you're like, man, I'm worth so much. Just don't start selling your body parts off, because that's not what this is about. This is about understanding that you're worth You're worth so much more than that. You are priceless. You have so much potential. And it would be a shame for you to just waste it. To just waste away and become nothing. Or do nothing. Or find nothing special to focus on. Um, And it's definitely a rough spot to be at. I feel like I'm going to ramble forever if I don't get off. So... (sighs) All right, we're going to take a couple deep breaths. We're going to relax, do some belly breathing. Highly recommend put your hand on your stomach if you don't know what it is. And you breathe in, your stomach comes out. As you breathe out, your stomach comes in. So I'm going to have you guys repeat that a few times. Um, I'm not going to repeat it over and over because... Um, I'm going to get off and I'm going to go to bed now. So uh, have yourself a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are, you know, take care of yourself like you matter because you do.